Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review, or rather, should I say, a Drunken Car Garage, because today we are going to be discussing tires. We're going to be discussing how to replace them, what to be looking for when you're buying tires, as well as what type you should be purchasing. So we got a lot of ground to cover today, so let us begin. First off, we're going to go with how to check or whether you need to buy tires in the first place or not, or even rotate them in that. The simple test to do, if you're ever wondering whether your tires are bad or bold too much in that, is to do the old penny test. So basically the idea is that you want to take, go to your tread pattern, you're going to see obviously you have treads in your tires, take out a penny and simply stick it upside down with the Lincoln head facing downwards, and if the tread is reaching to the top of Lincoln's head, you still have tread left on that tire. If it's anything below that, you might want to look and start getting some replacements. Another thing to look out for is to feel the back of the tire or look behind it, and you'll notice that the tire sometimes will wear a little awkward in that. If it looks like your tire is wearing more on the inside and more tread on the outside, or vice versa, that means probably your car needs some good, good alignment to that, as well as probably get some joints checked or something. But in other words, if you have any of these problems, what to look for when buying a tire? Now, there are a few different, well, many, many, many different tires to purchase. So much so that it can get very confusing very quickly. So rather than go through everything from speed ratings to aspect ratios to what tires you should buy, the first thing you want to basically look for, or the simplest way to do it, is simply go on a site like Tire Rack and punch in your car. And they will give you a pretty good list of tires you can buy, but also the size you're looking for. So if you don't want to do that, though, or go specifically what they recommend, you can kind of fiddle with their options a bit. The main thing you want to look for is the type of size you're looking for. Basically, on every tire, usually the center number in that, you're going to see a number like R16 or L16. You're going to see a number and then a letter and then 16 after it. Usually it's the last, sometimes the last, sometimes it's the middle. But basically, after that number, if it's 16, 17, 18, 20, one of these numbers, this is going to be the dimension of your tire. Basically, this is the most important thing you want to keep an eye out for. You have to get the right size for your tire because obviously it's not going to fit the rim otherwise. So always keep an eye out for that. First thing you want to check. Second thing you want to look at for is the tire's width. This is usually going to be the larger number and the first number listed. Usually it's about somewhere in the 200s, sometimes a little larger depending upon what you're buying. The thing is you want to keep an eye on is, well, always be sure to buy something within your range. You can fiddle with this number a bit if you want a little wider tire for more grip or just to look a little meatier on the rim. You can fiddle with that and go sometimes a couple or even a few millimeters higher. But you don't want to go too high because you can run into problems with the way the tire wears down and everything else like that. So overall, the two main numbers you want to look at is the first is a middle number or possibly the last number, usually an R16 or yeah, it stands for radial, but there's other options available too. But basically the smaller number of the 16s in that or in the first number, usually the width. So that's the basics of the tire. Now the last number 
usually on the tire list, and that is usually your speed rating, your aspect ratios, all those things are important. And if you're looking for a fancier tire, like if you're going planning to go on racing or something, or buying something for a specific purpose, yes, that can be important. But overall, the two numbers you want to watch out for are the rim size, usually it's an R16 for most people, or R18s, but you could keep an eye out for that number, R whatever's falling after it, and the first number usually is your tire width, make sure you get something that's wide enough for the tire's rims. So, we've kind of gone over what type to buy in that, what size in that, but what type should we purchase? That depends upon where you're living. There are a whole host of different options you can go with. Passenger tires, Grand Touring tires, winter tires, performance tires. Heck, there's even ones now I've seen for gas mileage. And tires do have a wide variety of range. You can range everything from how comfortable the tire is on your daily drive to how much performance or sticky or grip you get on the car or how well it performs in snow. All of that is very important. You want to make sure you keep an eye on them. Now, you can kind of switch out. All season tires are good for, well, all seasons. Now, they're not perfect, they're ideal for any season, in my opinion. You want to kind of go with something that's more specific for what you're using it for. So, for example, in my car, a 2006 Daytona, I don't drive it in the snow. I don't need winter tires. I would go for something more of a Grand Touring or a Performance tire. Because not only can the Grand Touring be more comfortable, or our Performance can be a bit better handling, a bit grippy, they offer better performance. One main thing you want to look out for overall that doesn't make a difference between tires is how long they last. A lot of these warranties you see claims now of, oh, the tire will warranty the tire for 100,000 miles. If anything's warrantied up to 100,000 miles when it comes to a tire, it means the tire is too damn hard. It means it's going to probably last you forever, but it's also going to grip like it's going to be useless in any kind of emergency situation. For example, the tires I have in my car now is ones I purchased with it, and they are hard as all hell. I think they're probably warrantied up to 100,000 miles. Because anytime there's any kind of rain or any kind of gravel in that, the tires don't grip at all because they're too hard. Try to range yourself between 60, at most 80,000 miles on your tire warranty. It may be great to say you are warrantied up to 100,000, but if you're looking for something to last you or something to actually work, well, you might want to make that decision when the time comes. Finally, let's get to the most important bit, how to change your tires. Now this may seem a little bit redundant, but a lot of people don't know how to change your tires. And to be honest, it can be a bit confusing and almost intimidating at times. After all, you'll peek back there and you look like you just got a donut back there with a weird scissory looking thing. So we're gonna tell you how to operate your, well, scissor jack, how to change your tire and where to look for a tire. So first thing you wanna do when you have a blowout or other situations like that on the side of the road is, well, if you have AAA, you can call them or you can just change your tire yourself. Most cars come equipped with a standard spare tire. Very few people don't order it with a spare tire because there really is no purpose not to. You can have full-size tires or even just the rims. But the main thing is you most cars just come with what's called the donut. This is usually just a very, very hard rubber tire. But you still want to make sure when you're taking it out to check the air. Usually it's not flat because simply put, these things are built like bricks. But that doesn't stop these things from going deflating every now and then. Anyway, so where to look for these tires? It can depend upon what kind of car you own. For example, if you own a pickup truck or a larger truck, sometimes they'll keep it stowed underneath the actual car itself, usually in a little racking system that you still have to loosen the bolt in the center of. If you're in a car, more likely it's going to be on the, in the trunk. You're going to see a little flappy thing down on the bottom of the thing. Pull that up, you'll see the tire underneath it. You're going to see a little hand crank uh, bolt down there. You can take, twist that off, put it to the side, and pull it out. Again, check to make sure and see if you have air in the tire very important because what's the point in replacing a flat with a flat. Anyways, once you've confirmed that, you also want to pull out your scissor jack and well, 
your lug wrench. Now the scissor jack is usually in a similar spot to the tire, but if it's not, sometimes, especially in trucks, they're in compartments or SUVs off to the side, usually on the left or right side. Make sure you check those, odds are it's gonna be one of them. Now how to operate a scissor jack? Well, first off, you wanna get it underneath the car and make sure it's all in a good spot. But before you do anything else, I probably should have mentioned this, make sure you block up your tire. I see far too many people just start jacking up their tire and that, but the problem is if it's not on stable ground, the car can start to roll. Always make sure you have a stone, a block, something underneath the opposite end of the tire on the far side of the car. So if you're placing the right front tire, have something on the left rear tire. If you're placing the left front tire or left rear tire, have something on the right front. And make sure it's always opposite of the car. So once that is done, you operate your scissor jack. You're gonna to wanna to look through, and the manual will suggest a few spots to place your scissor jack. But overall, if you replace it on a decent part of the joints or a, don't replace it on the joints, don't do that, God damn it. Anyways, so on a decent part of the frame, make sure it's kind of secure on there. And basically what I'm gonna just do is you're gonna be given this little hand novel thingy. And basically you're just gonna crank that thing up. Once you make contact with the frame, make sure it's secure and then start to jack up the car. Not all the way though. Key thing I see a lot of people do is you jack the car up and then you try to loosen the lug nuts because it's, well, don't think about it. You ain't getting your tire your, your tire lug nuts loosened up on the ground. You're just not going to do it. You, you need to be, the tire needs to be making contact with the ground. So once that's done, no, make sure the tire is not making contact with the ground. Then you begin to remove the bolts. Now, this can be a little bit of a tricky scenario, but the most easy thing I find to do is just place it on the opposite side. Remember, righty, tighty, lefty, loosey, and just to step on the button. Just step on the lug wrench and break the bolts. Well, well you know what I mean. Break the bolts just means you get them loosened up. Once they are loosened, then begin to scissor jack the car all the way up so the tire is off the ground. Then you can remove the tire and the lug nuts, and basically, well, the procedure is pretty self-explanatory after that. Put the new tire on, after you've taken the new one off, and put the lug nuts back on. Now, normally, you'd want to torque these wrenches, or these tires, the lug nuts on the tires, to a decent rating. Normally, if you don't have a, t a thing wrench, especially in a spare tire situation, don't worry about it. But if you're doing it like professionally, like you plan on driving these tires for a while, make sure you have checked the owner's manual and make sure, absolutely positive, that you are torquing these lug nuts to the proper rating. It is very important that you have one of these tools when replacing your tire, if you're doing it yourself, and very important that you do it properly. Because if you do not, it can really cause huge problems with wear on not only the tire, but possibly even this the uh, threads on the, well, the bolt, the tire, the, ah, the wheel itself. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Man, my brain ain't working today. Anyways, yes, so once you've got the tire replaced, make sure you torque that thing up to the proper rating. Normally, for cars, like mine, for example, it usually torques to about 60 to 70. For, of course, possibly even 80 if you have a performance vehicle. Now, if you have a truck, usually that can be a bit more. I know some trucks I've had almost go up to 120 pounds. Make sure you have the proper tool, make sure you torque it to the proper rating. Once it's torqued down, well, yeah, mission's accomplished. When you're doing the torquing though, make sure you do, don't do what I do. I always wind up trying to torque the thing for 45 minutes before I realize the tire's off the ground. You want to tighten the bolts, lower the wheel down, and then torque the wheels. I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but hey, it slipped my mind because it always does when I'm trying to replace the tire. So anyways, once you get that thing home, if you are just replacing the spare, don't worry about the whole torquey bit. Make sure you get it to a mechanic as quickly as possible or get the tire fixed or replaced. Overall, make sure you get the right size tire and make sure you get the proper tire for the season. If you're in a heavy winter climate, that, make sure you swap out your tires for winter tires during the season if you want. 
you can run all seasons like I usually do, but it's not advised unless you're pretty confident in your driving. So overall, where you want to go to look for tires? My personal preference of choice is Tire Rack and Amazon. Yes, I said Amazon. I'm not the biggest fan of Amazon as I've had many, many, many issues buying tires through them before, but at times they can still just be cheaper. But overall, my preference is Discount Tire or Tire Rack because not only do they give you proper preferences for your tires, including stock and even some OEM options, but also they can give you other options as well as maybe expanding your tire width in that to a proper ratings. So, overall, Make sure your tires are properly worn. Make sure they are got enough thread on them. Tread, yes, tread. And make sure that overall you're making sure the tires are up to snuff. Keep up the PSI ratings and make sure that your tires are being checked every now and then. I've had instances myself where I've not checked tires in a lengthy period of time. And in that time, they have quite literally worn down to the tire wear, to the, to the bare bones of the tire. Yeah. So overall, that's all I got for you today. This has been another Drunken Car Garage. It may sound like I'm a bit drunk because, well, let's just say I've had a long, long day at work. I appreciate you all listening to my insanity today and my excruciating, confusing talk I've tried to just have with you. I appreciate a like and subscribe, see if you can even listen to this insanity. And I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, my friends.